humans. I'm back. Today is January 7th. And I just got back from a fun little trip I'm going to tell you about. To start things off, this will give you a hint as to where we were traveling recently. My word of the week is grazie mille, which means a thousand thanks in Italian. My recipe of the week is an Aperol spritz, which I learned to make specifically for New Year's in Italy. It's two parts Prosecco, one part Aperol, and a splash of club soda with an orange slice for garnish. We did not have oranges, we just had the clementines, so we sliced those up instead, which is good. Um, current read, I actually finished this book on the trip. I could not put it down. It's called Ink, Blood, Sister, Scribe by Emma Tours. Sorry, Emma, if I am mispronouncing your last name. Uh, Emma is a Minneapolis author. This is her debut novel. I took a weaving class with Emma. We were both weaving novices. And um, yeah, she's a really cool person and her book is amazing. So you should all check it out. Latest hike was Monte Boleto, and we took a trail from the village of Siviglio, which is where we were staying when we went to Lake Como, and it was really beautiful. More on that to come. Wildlife spotted cemetery parrots, parrots, not parents, cemetery parrots. Although there are a lot of parents, I'm sure, in the cemetery, but we saw cemetery parrots. Also more on that to come. This blog post is titled, An Italian New Year's. Here we go. Well, well, well. Another week has gone by, and here I am with another adventure to catalog. Micah and I went to Milan and Prague for 10 days to spend time with friends over New Year's. We had originally planned this trip to meet up with our bestie, Michaela Bunky, also known as the Village Idiot. You should check out her blog. But alas, she was unable to join us in the end, which is really devastating. Um, but this ragtag group of expats rallied, however, and were able to make a great trip in her absence, if not as boisterous without our extrovert friend. Speaking plainly, I really miss Michaela, and I also salute her, as she did not have to suffer four nights sharing an Airbnb with a bunch of stinky boys. I have now updated my cootie shot, don't panic. The Italy leg of our trip included Noel Bodie of Milan, tour guide extraordinaire and author of two excellent poetry books linked, highly recommended. Benjamin Sly of Siena, writer of languages, very impressive. Then Benjamin Reese of Berlin, coiner of the phrase, I'd eat pizza again today. Um, day one and two was our Milan tour from Knoll. We walked over 11 miles on the first day, and I am putting that number in the blog because I'm very proud of it. The highlight of this tour was the Immaculate Monumental Cemetery. I love cemeteries because the epitaphs always leave me teary and there's generally a sense of respect for our ancestors that you can tangibly feel when you enter. 
This cemetery was massive, and we spent over two hours here, only covering a quarter of the area, if that. Inside were a few cuddly street cats, one pictured using a gravesite as a litter box, and unexpected, we saw parrots. I have no idea why parrots were found in Milan, and Noel was baffled as well. So, if anyone has any clues, let me know. Um, my favorite monument slash grave I found was of a couple sleeping. You can see it pictured on my blog. Um, the wife resting her head on her husband's shoulder. The gravestone says they died tragically in their sleep on the same night in their mid-70s. Sounds a little notebook to me, guys. The epitaph translates something like, As dearly their children loved them in life, so they are dearly grieved in their death. Like I said, teary-eyed. The most unnerving thing I was forced to behold on this trip was the San Bernardino... Oh my gosh, I'm really butchering the Italian. San Bernardino... San Bernardino ossuary. <laughs> um, an ossuary is essentially a collection of skulls and bones on display in a church, from what I can understand. This ossuary in particular holds bones dating back to 1145 AD when they began exhuming them from the cemetery after running out of space for all the remains filtering in from the nearby hospital. Most of the bones are simply those of the poor who died on hospital grounds. A few are displayed of criminals. I instantly felt nauseous entering this room and went to sit in the main sanctuary. The boys spent another 20 minutes in there and touched one of the skulls. They have a desire to be haunted, clearly. Thankfully, my husband did not partake. Milan is known for fashion, and there were so many high-end stores. Spotted a grandma sweater priced over 500 euros. Micah and I enjoyed window shopping the Adidas gazelles on display, but otherwise the consumerism left us with an icky feeling. Luckily, Noel was a great tour guide, and we found lots of interesting things in the city beside the shopping centers. As an unrelated interesting note, Milan has nice water spigots all around, which I've seen a lot of in Europe. What I'd never seen before was this little hole on the top of the spigot. If you plug the spigot, water comes up the hole to make it a drinking fountain. Milanos are geniuses. All right. Days three through six were for Lake Como exploring. We took a 40-minute train up and from there a bus to our Airbnb on the foothills of some small Alps in a village called Saviglio. Unfortunately, the rain followed us from England and we were wet for the first couple days here. In particular, on New Year's Eve, we spent the day in Como, then tried to take our bus back home around 6. It had been raining pretty much all day at this point, or like sprinkling on and off. It felt very England. At this point in the evening, we were all carrying a heavy supply of groceries, and we were tired and wet. The bus did not come when it was scheduled, so we thought, well, it's the only way to our flat, so I guess what else can we do but wait for the next one at 7? This bus, too, did not come. At this point, we asked a different passing bus driver about our bus, and he said only one was running that day, and he had no idea when it would come next. So we walked to the funicular, took the journey up, and walked 45 minutes back to our place from the next village over. So the funicular, we took that morning, actually. It was really nice. So we walked to the village and took the funicular down. 
it's this, I had never ridden one before, so maybe everyone knows what that is, but I'd never heard of it. It's a train that just pretty much goes straight down a mountain. Um, yeah, it was cool. It was like a seven-minute journey down. Oh, I thought I was going to sneeze. Excuse me. <laughs> you can tell these are not edited. <laughs> um, anyways, so by the time we got home from that terrible journey, we were so wet and so cold and so grumpy. But... After we got home and dry, we made really good pasta, had this fun sparkly red wine that's popular in the area, as well as Aperol Spritz, and then we were warm and cozy and happy. We also played a lot of this game called Once Upon a Time in the Evenings. Um, shout out to our friend Hen Henry Reimer, who introduced us to this game many years ago. Um, highly recommend for a group of creative and goofy humans. This is how I brought in the new year, if you can picture it. Cozy Italian villa wrapped in a blanket with hair still rain-soaked, a table full of me and boys, playing a storytelling game, drinking Aperol, Micah whipping out the guitar to sing while the boys around here, drinking that ice-cold beer, and the neighbors' fireworks causing us all to scramble to the window precisely at midnight. All in all, it was a good start to 2024. After that day, it cleared up into glorious hiking weather on New Year's Day. We went to Mount Boleto with a nice little walking path starting just a few hundred meters from our rental. At the top of the mount, there was a refugio. Don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, which I guess there are, these are really common in Italy and are basically like a tavern. Sorry if I failed on that definition, Noel and Ben. At this refugio, we got to sit with the view of the valley before us and drink thick hot chocolate. Initially, just myself and Ben ordered these, but once everyone else saw how thick it was, like pudding, immediately beer and espresso were abandoned for the good stuff. The next day, we took a short ferry ride to Chernobyl. Chernobyl. I can't do Italian. I'm going to stop apologizing for it. A little town off, to, off of Lake Como, Chernobyl. And we hiked there from town to town. Along the way, we came across an abandoned quarry with little stone houses. Micah, the archaeologist, was unable to date these to the disappointment of all. <laughs> um, additionally, I regret to inform my mother that yes, that is a do not cross landslide danger sign pictured above. And yes, we did find a way to climb over it and keep going. I do not generally recommend this and play it pretty safe on hikes. Micah often rolls his eyes when I tell him he's too close to the edge when he's really a good three meters from the fence. But I'm telling you, it was definitely safe. And desperate times call for desperate measures. I had a full bladder. We turned around. If we turned around, we'd have to add an additional four miles into our journey. And I had to pee so badly there was not a good spot here for a nature pee, as you might have suggested as a solution. There was a few other hikers nearby, and there was no good spots to hide, so I was desperate to get to the next town right around the corner, and no fence was going to stop me. Moving on regarding food, as everyone's wondering about my Italian food experiences as a celiac, this trip consisted of way more gluten-free pizza than I anticipated, and I am so thankful. I had my first non-frozen pizza in over a year at Pizzeria Positano Milano. Ben Reese says this is the best pizza of his life, and his word on pizza is gospel. 
and was also surprised to find Weedle here had gluten-free bread and pasta options for me, none of which are available in the England Weedle. This was nice as the majority of our meals were sandwiches and pasta. One thing that disappointed me and will be a very controversial hot take, the coffee in Italy was capital T terrible. The coffee was weak and watery, and in one case, it was non-existent. It was just milk in my cappuccino, I swear it. Part of me thinks this was because I was American and they thought I wanted it this way, I don't know, um, because Noel's cappuccino ordered at the same time was completely different from mine. But part of me is just disappointed. I'm just disappointed. It's Italy. Come on. Um, our mocha pot with cheap Lidl coffee grounds was above and beyond the best coffee I had in Italy, and that is just a sad fact. However, Prague did not disappoint when it came to good coffee. It was excellent. More on this in my next post. This was the majority of our trip in Italy. City wandering, out views, coffee snobbery, and great laughs with old and new friends. It was a beautiful time. Cheers to the new year. Until next time, Steph.